Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with The Thinker Girls, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Hey, guys. <laughs> I always say welcome after I say my name, and I didn't want to say that this time. We're back. I mean, we've had a couple of summer session shows. Last week, we I gave you a bit of a, a lowdown. We actually did it, I think, last year because we didn't get organized and get a guest. <laughs> So I think we're like, let's just do a show where we just talk about what we're going to do. I actually, I quite liked it. And you really liked it. I loved it. To be completely honest, I'd kind of forgotten about it a little bit until I went back on our iTunes, which I don't do all that often, just lurk at the shit we've done. But I did. And I I I do. And I went through. Your own biggest fan. No, I went went back through and I said, I thought, shit, yeah, we did do that. That was. I actually really enjoyed it. Not that we don't love having our guests, but that was kind of nice. Just, a, just yeah. a bit of, you know what it's like when you're like over Christmas or, you know, a busy period. It's like if you're back at home visiting family or whatever, and then you just get that one-on-one time yeah, with your it's bestie nice. or your mum or whatever. Yeah, it'll be nice. Oh, well, it was nice, I feel like. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just one of those things where you can kind of catch up. And also to just give a bit of an idea of where you can find us this year and, and all the different things going on. But let's get straight into our guest because it's been a few weeks since we've had a, a new guest, so I'm sure you're interested in this, Gem. Uh, Julie Snook, I want to give a little bit of a back story. Christy, I'll, I'll let you introduce her, what she does. But just in terms of how I felt when you suggested Julie to come on the show, because um, I, I think I've spoken about my auntie Chris that I lost uh, on this show. I, I hope I have. But if I haven't, mm. uh, my mum's twin sister we lost a few years ago and she was a very, very important part in my life. Um, and I miss her. I miss her terribly. And um, and she was a fan of Julie Snook. <laughs> so Julie Snook did this weeknight's current affairs program um, that was in regional Victoria and she used to host it. And my aunt used to say, oh, Julie's on. Because she just was one of those people that knew everyone. And her daughter's yeah. the same. My cousin. She's the best. They're across all pop culture stuff. Know all the celebrity things. Know who's telling the news. Oh, she looks nice tonight. And this, this, and this. And she would often talk about Julie Snook. And she'd wow. be like, you could join her show, Stacey, when, when I was trying to get into the, the biz. And... Um, my friend says the word biz. I was using that facetiously because it's a bullshit word. I've heard you say bizo before. It's so dumb. I quite like anyway, it. so when you said Julie was coming on, I was like, oh, my God, Annie Chris would would have loved to hear this. That's um, so, so nice. So it nice. It's yeah. such a nice connection because, to be honest, yeah, I had no, I had no idea mm. that there was that kind of, I don't know, like really nice kind of memory that you can kind of, you know, I messaged have. my cousin actually and said, oh, my God, Julie Schnook's going to be on our show. And she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. She'll be amazing. so obsessed. Annie Chris will yeah. be. Uh, yeah, up there looking down, downloading on iTunes, loving it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Julie Snook, uh, you might recognise her face if you see a photo of her or, or Lurker on, or on Instagram. Um, she does the, the Channel 9 News early edition. So, man, like she's up early. She's on tally, I think at, it's like 5am. Mm, so even mm. before the like the early breakfast um, TV people get in. But anyway, that's what she does and she is based in Sydney. And, yeah, we're very excited to have a chat to her.
Hello. Hello, is that Julie Snook? It is the one and only. Oh, we thought it might be, considering we called your number. <laughs> It'd be scary if it wasn't, let's be yeah. honest. How, How are you? How many Snooks are there in Australia, Julie? Look, there aren't too many of us. The, the biggest well-known one at the moment would be Sarah Snooks. She's uh-huh. really flying the flag for us Snooks. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not related to her, really, I don't think. I'm going to have to look at family tree, but... At least one of us is doing something with the surname, I reckon. Julie, does anyone call you Snook? Because there's part of me that sees it written down, and that's what I would think. I'd go Julie Snook. Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. I think Snook's actually a fish. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's cute. Yeah. I think that would be mm. cute if you're rocking a, a particular type of colouring. Like, it, it could be a cool, a cool way of looking at it. I think it's, a, I think it's a really thing, a good thing that you've got. I, I'm sure a lot of people would tell you over the years that it's a good thing that mm. your name is, is one to remember. And I, I really do stand by that when you mm. say your name. Because straight away, mm. your, your face on weeknights from like five years ago, which is a regional kind of current affairs program, which no, no longer exists in Victoria, came to mind. Um, and and I don't think all of the presenters that were before and after you mm. have come to mind, I must admit. Mm. So you were doing a good job and your name is like pow, like you straight away it, remember. It is one of those very unusual names, which at the time growing up, I didn't exactly no. appreciate. Yeah, you and never older, do. I love it and I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And yes, it's... um. There's a lot of nicknames that come with the surname Snook, that's for sure. <laughs> Snook, can we give you what one now? Yeah. I don't know. I never know whether to call you Snooky because, you know, there's people that give you nicknames when they, you don't really know them and then you're like, shut up, like you're too over familiar. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether I'm like, do I go there? Do I not? What, oh, have, please, go is, for it. Is Snooky already taken? Does Snooky is rather that? popular, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is rather original. popular. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking oh. more Schnookums. Schnookums. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. A, a cute, cute, All right. I guess. Yeah, great. We'll go with that for the next half hour. Uh, Thank you for joining our show. One thing I do need to say, uh, and hello if you found us through Julie Schnookums. (laughs) Um, But um, one thing I do need to remind you guys, if you've started listening the last few weeks or potentially uh, you're a a long listener and you're going to roll your eyes because you know this information. But we have a duck, Philip, uh, that joins us each and every week that ends our gem. So basically wraps us up uh, at the mark. And sometimes he appears, sometimes he doesn't. And I just wanted to clarify that that he works as a bit of a I get a referee as well as a kind of shut the fuck up type of character mm, on our show. Mm. And we haven't been really introducing him. We've been doing this for show for a couple of years and kind of just went, oh, people listen. Because we're probably just so used. Forget. Yeah, we're probably just so used to Philip being there. But I can understand why if you're listening to, uh, I don't know, us talk about like buying a house or feminism and stuff and then there's just a duck and we just keep talking why well, we that never would be why him. that would be quite confusing so well, we got to, and we actually got tweeted it a few weeks ago saying what's with the duck and I was like oh <laughs> shit we've forgotten to keep Sorry. introducing him as radio would always tell us reset yeah. reset they don't assume they know all right all right so we've bad we've done bad with all that right. Julie you still there we bored you no i, <laughs> I want to fill up the duck in my life yeah, yeah well you will just That's wait in funny. about 10 minutes. He'll be here. We were thinking how we could incorporate him to the show or to um, other podcasts that we're building. And, uh, yeah, I think he belongs here and only mm-hmm. here. So. You need to work on that. Yeah, I don't know. What he, about he, that idea you had for the live show? Stace goes, let's just get a live duck. Yeah. Then I we, said, oh, uh, I think animal rights might have a bit of an issue with that one. All right, let's do some content. Uh, as you may or may not know, thoughts you're thinking but not saying is what we do on this podcast. We each bring a gem to the table and we're going to run through a quick headline of what is on our mind. Uh, young mate, you want to kick it off? Yeah, um, I want to talk about something that's um, very present with my life as 
we speak right now, and it's um, a pretty full-on heavy one. I, uh, I was cornered by a man and physically intimidated, and the thoughts and the feelings that have come out of that, it's rattled me and, and shaken me up a little bit. So I just mm. wanted to talk through that with you guys. Okay. Um, I want to talk about persuasion and the way that my mindset has shifted uh, on something I heard on another podcast, uh, which involved Osha, Gunsberg and Waleed. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a conversation about persuasion and a particular quote that I want to share with you that really shifted my headspace about, I don't know, about the way I saw persuasion and, and, and I guess how I saw it as a weak thing as opposed to it could mm. also be a strong thing. Mm, I love it. Um, mm. Schnookums, what do you want to bring to the table? Schnookums. <laughs> <laughs> Here she is. And I love the giggle that goes with it as well. This is going to be a great half an hour. Um, Well, basically, I suppose the biggest thing on my mind at the moment and the biggest change in my life this year has been the fact that I've just come out of a five-year relationship. I'm newly single. I don't know what to do with it. It's a whole new world out there. So I'm seeking any help, any advice that I can get at this stage. Our old mate will have heaps for you. (laughs) Chris is like, oh, fuck. She's in her element. Well, you know, I don't know. I would usually be embarrassed to be like, well, I know, like, because it's been, what, four years I've been Mm, single, but mm. I kind of fucked that off and be proud of it. Mm. Like, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed about. So we can completely crack into that. Um, Who wants to kick it off? Um, Maybe I'll go and then I'll just get it out of the way. Yeah, I feel like you're a bit nervous. Yeah, so. so do I. And I don't... I suppose we don't really often feel that way on this on this podcast, on this show. It's kind of like it's just word vomit. Whatever you're thinking, you just kind of say it out loud. And, and although this has been sitting with me for a little while, it's not something that I've, you know, it's pretty personal and pretty full on that I've, you know, it's not something that you sit down over coffee with someone that you don't know that well and chat about. Um, essentially, the, the, thing Welcome, Julie. <laughs> the thing that's happened and the thing that's really rattled me and it, it's shaken me up a little bit is that, um, a male, and I won't go into too much detail about um, who this particular person is or, or how they play a part or a role in my life because, it I mean, it doesn't really matter to the story. The essence of what happened was that I was physically intimidated by this particular man. We were having uh, was a bit of beef, a bit of an argument, and I was physically kind of stood over, you know, there were hands that were shaking around clarify, near my face. It's, it's not your boyfriend. No, I no, no, no. I will just say no. that. I think that's the safe thing to yeah. say and I think we owe it to Zane to say that Oh, too. my God, of course. Just, I didn't but even. Did, yeah, yeah, but I just wanted yeah. to put that out there. The rest of information is irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, this stuff is, is kind of pretty full on and I, I have never been in a position ever where I've been um, in a bit of a run-in or a, or a situation with anybody or a man or guy, a girl or whatever, where I've felt physically intimidated. I mean, you have arguments and blow ups with different people in your life and whatever. And there's mo, you know, there's those kind of moments, maybe from a, a verbal perspective, where you go, "Oh, that was a fucking low blow," or "That was a pretty full on thing to to kind of bring up," or whatever. But I've never actually had it on a physical level, like you know, even kind of growing up or having a younger brother or a younger sister, like. There's never been that that a physical feeling where I've kind of recoiled inside myself and looked out around the corners of my eyes just to see who else is around right now because there was a moment there I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen even from a kind of physical standpoint where, yeah, my own kind of yeah comfortability and safety, I just was questioning that a little bit and, and I can't stop thinking about the way that that made me feel. 
And I think it's so brave and so great that you're sharing that because whilst the rest of the story, that's kind of where it ended. It, it didn't, you know, there wasn't anything that came from that, mm. like physical fear. No, that, no, no. You know. no. And I, but I think it's important to talk about that bit where an argument turns up. So mm. there's the moment where an argument is getting heated and heated and heated and escalates. And it's not always a gender thing, but a lot of the time, as we've seen, you know, in the press over the past year, that it's happening a lot where, you know, there's a, there is a physicality difference between men and women. That's standard. But it can happen from gender to gender also where you are arguing and it gets to a point where you... It, there is a shift that changes in the feeling. Mm. And it's exactly as you say, it's this unsafe thing. Mm. I, re- I remember feeling it even as a younger kid with my, with my, um, with a sibling mm. and kind of, mm. and it was, you say innocent, but at the same time, you're kind of growing up. So it kind of was mm. innocent, but then it's also your bodies are different. Mm. And I remember having an, uh, my girlfriend laughs about it now and we laugh about it now where she threw a three-liter berry juice at my head. <laughs> what? You know the, three, you know the berry the, juice? Yeah, it yeah. missed. But my point oh. is it was – and it is hilarious because we joke about it because it, we, siblings, that's not to make a joke about this though, but I am trying to explain that feeling where it does – you are in a safe space until the moment yeah, you feel like it's you're that not. Th- it's that threatened yeah, it's that retreat f- kind of feeling where you go inside yourself and you question. Yeah, because normally – It's a tiny Yeah, normally shift. if there's back and forth or you said that or, you know, you're arguing, you're going back and forth, there was definitely this different feeling that that – and that's what I keep thinking about and I keep um, – I'm not having nightmares about it or anything like that, but it's just yeah, it's something that I that really really shook me. And I don't know, I don't know, Snooky, have you ever kind of, uh, you know, we would hope not, but ever been in that kind of situation, you know, even in a more kind of light-hearted growing up siblings or cousins kind of way, or you know, hopefully not as even as an adult. Like, can you kind of relate to that feeling a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, I suppose I have had a run-in of that nature. Again, I won't go into too many details, yeah. but it's one of those things you. You put people in your life that you think you can trust and you can rely on and you don't expect to have that feeling. It doesn't matter whether it's at home or at work or a group of friends, you don't expect to have that feeling just because of a difference in opinion or just because Mm. you're not quite seeing eye to Mm. eye. So you really put trust in people in your life. Mm. Um, And I don't think, you know, we should never feel that way. We should Mm. never, it doesn't matter what the conversation is, it doesn't matter what happens, it doesn't matter who it is, male or female, we should never feel threatened and we shouldn't feel that fear and we shouldn't have to be worrying about it days on and letting it sink into our minds because we're all allowed a different opinion. Uh, you know, it depends what the, what the topic is, but, you know, we shouldn't have to feel that fear and then that, that anxiety and that danger yeah. and I, in our lives. And I think it's interesting that you bring up the word danger and also um, because I was talking to Stace, we were kind of on the phone and, you know, um, I just needed a bit of a, an outside perspective, someone that just can go, well, that's fucked or, or you're overreacting here or, you know, maybe it wasn't that or whatever. And one of the words, Stace, that you used, I don't even rem- know if you would remember this, but you used the word desperate or the word desperation and that's that's kind of, that stuck with me a little bit and I was like, yeah, that's what it is. I think 
that that when things get so heated and we're talking about this next level, this like, you know, this new stage where shit kind of goes to when it's not just a an argument or it's not just a difference in opinions, when it when it, it really gets threatening or it gets dangerous. And I think absolutely in this particular situation and potentially others, I think it's that that I'm so desperate and so frustrated right now that I you're not listening to me or you're not agreeing or I can't get my opinion across or for whatever reason, that then there's this this level where it becomes physical. Mm. There's two there's two parts like I wanted to contribute with this. One of them was I felt also a time where I was at a club and there was, you know, I was like younger and it was a girl that I felt that shift Mm -hmm. with where it goes, you kind of mouth off at each other, something must have happened, I can't even remember. But then there was a moment where I went, oh, she's, she's, I felt, I was like, oh my God, like, not that she's one of those girls, but, but she's one of those people that's going to go physical. Like, Mm -hmm. I just was like, fuck, I did not you know, she kind of said something to me, fuck off this. And I was like, oh, fuck you. And it was just one of these mm. moments at a club. And then she turned around. It was like, Ugh! and I went, oh. and that's where the moment was. And it, it was girl to girl that I also experienced that moment. But let's not, you know, we don't want to go into it too much in terms of we're not counsellors and we're not, you know, we don't have the stats and all this kind of stuff. But I I do want to respect and 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 do touch on really, really lightly the fact that this is a bigger, broader issue. And even though nothing happened to you that was serious in the moment, Mm. this feeling is happening in people's houses, Mm. you know, intimately with people and it's not always working out well. And Mm. it's, in fact, it's an absolute (laughs) massive, massive, massive issue that we've got. Mm. And it's, I think it's important, that was Philip in case you're wondering, um, I think it's important to be able to identify the the early stages of that desperation or that feeling and, and how as much as we'd like to, you know, not point fingers at all genders, there is a real issue with men and women in these moments. Mm. And, and the issue is that our society has led us to believe that when we get to these desperate, desperate places, there, there is an option for some men, not all, but for some men to pull the... I'm a man and I'm bigger here as Mm. a scare tactic. Mm. And then the Mm. other option is for the woman to go, I'm a woman and I don't feel as physically superior here. Mm. And that's the way that it has been. And, and it is a massive, massive issue that in these moments, those gender related things come into it because they don't often just end here. Yeah. This is where then it becomes it becomes physical. Someone's getting hurt, and it's it's turned an argument into some something very very different. And unfortunately, the reason I felt like we needed to talk about this from your story is it starts being this that simple. feeling. Yeah. This is where it begins. But I think it's really really important, and this is what I've kind of taken out of it and learnt from it that that in any situation, whether it's um, at home, whether it is with a sibling, even you know growing up or whatever, or if in the workplace or with partners or whatever, uh, that feeling and somebody making you feel that way is or, or using it or, you know to their own benefit is never ever acceptable. No. It's never acceptable because I went through a stage afterwards where I felt that's why I called you and I called my dad and a couple of other people of different ages, you know, guys, girls, just to go, 
am I being a fuckwit here? Like, am I actually overreacting? Because to me, this is something that as I was falling asleep last night, I kept thinking of. I kept putting myself back in that situation. Or when I was at gym and I was in a boxing class, I was imagining it. It stayed with me for a little bit. And I think what I've taken out of it is that it's never, ever okay. And it's and it's absolutely, you know, you go through these stages where you go, well, maybe I am just, you know, taking more out of it or maybe I am blowing it up in your own mind. You're not. And if you, if you are true to that feeling, which I am, that's how I felt in the moment. And that's... Mm. And it's never okay to be made to feel like that, I don't think. I think and what yeah, I think is really sorry, important. Go. Sorry, girls, to cut you no, off. No, 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 go. What I think is, is really important is this conversation. For those that are listening who are going through, you know, whatever it might be, as minor as it might be or as serious as it might be, it is so important to have these conversations. And at this day and age, that's what the key here is talking about it, finding out that it isn't okay. And to talk to your girlfriends or to talk to family or mm. to talk to a stranger if need be, but, you know, just to, to accept that it's not okay and you shouldn't have to feel that way. And that's where it all starts is, you know, that conversation. Mm. Absolutely. And I think you made a really good point um, and we will move on, but the um, the trust thing. And I, mm. I think the thing is, even, Christy, if you were starting to doubt yourself and it wasn't in a, you know, a real romantic personal situation in your home and even you were going, is it me, is it me? Can you only try and imagine what it must be like for women? I and I, I, and I've, I've had times where mm. I've been afraid before, um, you know, and, and, and where you question yourself even more mm. because you mm. love them. Oh, of so course, yeah. So that's why we wanted to talk about it too is because, yes, whilst it is a different example, it, you know, these these themes, these feelings mm. are the beginning and they are important, as you said. So, you know, it is even more so not okay yeah. for, the, for the, the times where you're most vulnerable is what yeah. my point is, you know. Yeah. So if you're in your home and there is love there, then that's even worse oh, I can't for even it imagine. to be excused, yeah. I think, so because you're already in a vulnerable situation and, um, and, you know, and it isn't always as easy as, you know, as kind of just talking about it and, and, and really addressing it in your mm. head because you do want to avoid it. 184143 is a number that you can contact um, if you're feeling like maybe there's someone that you need to talk to or maybe you don't have people like we do where we can just bounce it off mm. each other and go, is this okay or is this right or, or I'm not really sure how to deal with this because this is happening to me at home. 184143 um, is where you can call it. It's a white ribbon mm. foundation um, and they will put you in contact with the right people in your area um, and help you where you can. Yeah, good one. You're listening to The Thinker Girls. Thoughts, chicks are thinking but not saying. Um, but let's shake it up. Yes. Um, I will talk. I'll go next and, and we'll ease into your schnookums. <laughs> um, um, but I, I heard uh, a podcast. It was actually Osher Ginsberg's podcast that he does where he interviews bits and pieces, interviews people, sorry, about all different bits and pieces that shape who they are and how they got to their careers. And Waleed was on there, and that was just a no-brainer for me, download, that because Waleed, I think he's amazing and somebody that brings such insight to a world and a country that sees things a lot of the same colour mm-hmm. and, you know, and for the better choice of words, colour. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the quotes that he brought up, he was talking about persuasion and debating and, and all this kind of stuff and conversation and how we, you know, I suppose always are going into conversations to win. Mm. And how every conversation you go in with your point and the the main key is for you 
to persuade the other person what you're thinking and get them to agree with you. And that's a lot of the time how we live Mm. is, you know, we kind of get people to try and see our way. Yeah. Well, Um, you never really think about it in that way. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, absolutely. That's like every conversation I've ever had is pretty much like that. Kind of. You're putting your point across and you're trying to get other people to see your point. Yeah. But something really interesting that he said, and I don't know if I've quoted this correctly, but the quote was, how about... You go into a debate hoping the truth is on the other person's tongue. The Ooh. truth is on the other person. So you're almost opening up yourself and allowing them to teach you something. Yes. Wow. And yep. how persuasion is actually not negative. So when I associate persuasion with anything, I think, oh, I'm being persuaded, I'm being played. You know, like it's kind of like someone's trying to change my mind to benefit their best interest, therefore it mustn't be for mine. I think of the word persuasion, I think of a sexy woman. I don't know why. I think of like like a cheater. (laughs) I'm going to persuade you to cheat on your hubby. I don't know why, but I just imagine like a woman with brown hair and in a white, in a red dress or something. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But I get what you mean. This minx. I think that's also like seducing. I don't know if that's. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of a different word. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, it's just what popped into my head. But I think um, I, I was like, wow. Because every single time you're going into a conversation and putting your piece forward, you're missing what they have to say where you potentially could be learning. And I just was like, if we walked into most conversations like that, could you imagine what a different place mm. the world would be? Mm. I was floored. And I also was floored by that flip side and looking at a different perspective of what persuasion stood for, that, that persuasion is a good thing. Welcome it. Welcome people to persuade you because the second we you know, stop persuading each other is the second we all become stagnant in our lives and everything becomes one mm. way and mm. that's it. And we're not allowing any fluidity in opinions and, and, and we all get stuck and cancer builds in our bodies and yeah. we're all angry and yeah. it's all a bit fucked. Not to mention the whole seeing the good in other people because I think when you're having a conversation and you're trying to get across your point or your point of view or where you stand, I think, yeah, when, when somebody has anything other than agreeing with you, you see that as the bad stuff or mm. they're disagreeing. or And what you just said then, Stace, before with the, that quote, like imagine they're saying the truth. So it's also seeing seeing the good in what other people are saying and not the constant trying and the to. Truth, yeah, and the truth doesn't have to be your truth. Julie, so, what, what about with you and your job? I suppose being a, a journo, you're, you know, you're, you're on the beat and you're talking about, you know, topics and, and issues and, and, you know, essentially things that everybody else is going to be talking about, I don't know, around at the um, coffee room at, at, you know, at work or like around so the dinner table at night. it's probably your job to not have your own Yeah, taste, so there, yeah. Yeah, there's this interesting element where you just need to report the news and be, you know, really unbiased about it. But surely there'd be conversations that come out of you being, you know, so well aware of what's going on, you know, like within the newsroom and other colleagues or when you go home to, you know, chat to your mum and dad or whatever. I mean, how do you go with that, uh, like within your line of work? Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, my whole my job is to deliver the facts and let those at home decide for themselves what they what their opinion is. But it certainly doesn't mean I don't have an opinion of my own. Mm. Um, you know, and they're the conversations we have at work. Like we talk about what we're really, really thinking, and there've been some huge issues that we've covered this year. And um, you know, as soon as you walk outside the office, people want to talk to you about it mm. and they want your opinion. Mm. And, you know, sometimes you have to be politically correct. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. And sometimes you have to say, "Look, you know, these are the facts. I'll let you decide." Other times, yeah, you can fly off the radar and and really give your opinion. And there have been some stories this year that that really hit home and that can be that can affect you and you can have a stronger opinion on that but I think it's so true I mean we go into these conversations and it's almost like we have this um, this pretense we put up the wall straight away and we become so defensive and we mm. want our opinion heard and we want you know the, the rest of the room or, or the meeting or the conversation to, to hear our side of it and we just we don't become open to what everybody else has to say. Um, I love that quote. I think that's, that's mm. awesome Oh, it's one. amazing. Yeah. I'll put it up on our Facebook page, but I'll read it for you again because I think it is one that really you need to think about. Go into a debate hoping the truth is on the other person's tongue. Is on the other person's And I think all you want to do when you're talking to somebody, like listening is so important. And if you're talking, you're not listening. Mm. And, I think, and I think all... All you want to do when you're having an argument or a conversation or a debate with somebody is know that they've heard you. And this is the beef that I have had since I could talk with my dad because he is a very opinionated person and and so am I. But even growing up when we would butt heads as a teenager and when I would challenge his kind of views and still now as an adult, that's what I always say to him. I said, you don't have to agree with me and I don't have to agree with you. But all you need to say is, I hear you. But I think it's what you think's bullshit. This is my view. But I said that's all. Like I think, you know, when you get into those kind of debates, it's all you want to know that somebody's gone. I see what you're saying, but I don't agree with it. So I think it's such an important point too. It's so interesting. I have the exact same issue with my dad too. <laughs> so it's just, in, and we're quite close to our dad. So it's it's in, it's an interesting one because he screams. He's screamed at me for years. Just listen, mm. and I feel the same way back at him. Yeah. Like I'm like, you preach it to me, and I never ever hear you know you don't draw draw a breath it's actually been the most frustrating fucking relationship but at the same time has taught me to I really had to stop and go it's not all about being the daughter and having you listen to me you become adults and you're like he wants to be heard by you too it's 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 an interesting one but it but listening by far is something that I am really going to work on mm. in my life because I, I talk a lot yeah. Um, and I, I want to hear more stuff. Like but I, wanna... I think it's important too just to take on board. It's not a bad thing. Like even people that you love that you're so similar to doesn't mean you have to agree on everything and it's fine. It doesn't mean your relationships, you know, it, it means anything apart from the fact that you know, how boring would it be if everybody thought the same thing? Like, mm. and it doesn't mm. mean, oh, I've got a shit relationship with my dad or, or, you know, whoever. It's actually, it's fine. I think we should be embracing the fact that not everybody thinks the same way that we do. And then just be at peace with it and move on. It's fine. Well, I think it's more than the listening, though, in that quote especially, is that go and find something 
to learn, even if you're you're listening. You can listen and then already be judging in your head that you're like, well, yeah. this is going to bring me nothing, but I'll listen. That's so not, the I guess, the kind of listening that I got from this show. It was mm. his point was go in looking for something to learn or mm. to take on board. Like mm. actually go find it. Even if there's like seven sentences of a little kid that you think, what do you know or, or whatever it is a person that's completely different to your political views or, or what you stand for or whatever, and you're like, you could never offer me anything. Even that person, like go in and try and find mm. anything to take with you because surely you're going to be more of more of an enriched person if you look mm. at the world like that. Mm. I thought it was profound. Yeah, I had, a real, moment. <laughs> had a real moment. God love Wally. Oh, teaching lessons so left, right, good. and centre. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's just the Thinker Girls laughing at their latest video. Catch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Thinker Girls. Um, Schnookums, the floor is yours. Oh, Lord, look out. Speaking <laughs> of life lessons, Jesus. Um, <laughs> well, like I was saying to you guys earlier, this, this, has, been, this has been a huge year for me. Um, unfortunately, it was the end of my relationship after five wonderful years. Um, we are both in a very good place and it was just one of those things that didn't work out. But for me now, I'm fending off these questions about dating. Like everybody's coming at me with, are you dating? Are you seeing anybody? Are you ready to see somebody? Are you on Tinder? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? I'm like, oh, dear God, let me get my head around what's happened, first of all. Mm. Secondly, Tinder, my God. That, was, that didn't exist five years ago when I first went on the dating scene. Oh. You'll have a love-hate relationship with it. It'll, uh, it's basically Tinder you have a relationship with. Like it's you don't like it sometimes and you love it. Some, it's fun and light and you laugh about your life with it sometimes and then other times you just you just delete it. Can you we delete ask, it and download it about a thousand times. Can we ask Julie, are you on it now? Like did you join it? No, no, I haven't touched it. I haven't touched it. Uh, my question is, does old-fashioned romance exist? Can we not just bump into somebody at a bar anymore? Or do we need to be on Happening to see how many times we've crossed paths that day and where in the vicinity of the building they are? I'm Look, just... I think the, the thing that I've had with Tinder, because I'm a bit the same, and I've been on this podcast and said, I don't like Tinder, I'm not for it. And I go back and on and off it because it's hard to meet people. People are different. People Actually, no, that's a lie. It's not hard to meet people. People are meeting people differently. And mm. that's the bit mm. that I needed to get. I needed to start accepting the fact that I built my entire career online, yet I was not willing to shift my headspace with where you date. Mm. And I was so stuck on this vision of what the world looks like and the way I saw I would meet someone from being a little girl or being a Disney movie or whatever it was, you know, even if it was just in the past. And then here we are finding ourselves only socialising and finding out about party plans on Facebook, mm. yet I'm expecting then someone to meet someone at the supermarket as he picks up something I dropped. Like, mm. it, 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 it can happen. I think it mm. still may. I'm not saying that I, I've completely... Um, I've completely ruled it out, but I do think that some element of online or at least being open to it is important because this is the place yeah. we live now. And it, it isn't maybe the only way to meet people, but it certainly is one big whole part of it. Are, are you open to it, Julie? Like, is there part of you that goes, oh, yeah, I'll give it a whirl maybe. And maybe it's not Tinder. Maybe it's another dating website or I don't know. Like, is there oh. is there an element to you that just goes, yeah, I'll be open about this, whether it's on the computer or, or whether it's in real life? 
Yeah, look, maybe I will. But I suppose for me, what I've actually found really alarming is the amount of people that have questioned how I'm feeling about the future. Are you worried that you won't get married? Are you worried that you're getting older? Um, Have you thought about these things? You know, you've got to get back in the dating scene, whereas my answer has been, I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to go out and have a good time. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do all the things that I haven't been able to do for a little while. (laughs) God forbid... Focus on me, focus on work, you know, just do the things I want to do. A life that's not that though. Like, even what makes you call it selfish? It's your life. (laughs) Like, how can you be selfish with doing your own life? Like, I I don't get it. Like, who else are you getting married for? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of am so confused by that headspace. And girls do it to themselves all the time. You just said, I'm going to be selfish. It's like, hold up. Like, it's not. Yeah, is this yeah. because you're selfish to your mum or you're selfish to the person that asked you or who are you being selfish to? Like, it not just living your life just being you? And I think that's the problem. I think the problem is that so many people have in their minds, which is probably why I'm saying it now, is that it is selfish. Mm. Yeah, but it doesn't actually attitude. even make sense. Different attitude. Mm. It doesn't, you're right. It doesn't. How can you be selfish for, to do your your life but who's been who's been asking that stuff because sometimes it's the people that you love the most and and that you're closest with I think sometimes that ask you those questions which it's not right and I'm not going to defend it but I do think that often it does come from a good place like you know especially Uh, like from from parents or whatever that just go we just want you we just want you to be happy and they and they just assume that you know being with the person equals happiness I don't really believe a lot of that comes from a good place to be honest I think I think on the outside it does but I feel like the parents want you to hook up with someone to make them feel better they want to know you're safe they want to know you're happy because that will make them feel reassured Mm. I don't actually ever think you know that it is always about you because a lot of the time you could ask how are you instead of Mm -hmm. when will you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and if you answer I'm really good then I'm pretty sure that's where if they're caring about you the sentence ends Mm. but it never starts with that and it never ends with that and that's so true. That is it's so true. It's not actually that, about you. Yeah, and that's been something I've sort of had to get my head around is, and I only said this recently, I feel like I've had to nurse everybody else through this process oh, because they, I feel like I've had to give an explanation when the explanation of I simply wasn't happy isn't good enough. Mm. There needs to have been something more. So I can kind of do what you're saying, Christy, but, yeah, I think some people, yes, it's coming from a good place, I think others, it's just society has this vision that, you know, you should settle down, live happily ever after. And I'm just, it's not the way it is anymore, you know. Mm. And, and I, mm. I wouldn't say it comes from a bad place by that perspective, but I definitely don't think it's about you the way they think it is. Like they mm. think that they're doing yeah, it Yeah, I'll you, agree but with actually, that actually. Yeah, yeah you've, you've, made me think, you've made me think about what I said. I was thinking more from you. like, <laughs> you persuaded me because there was truth on your tongue and I was I think listening. I haven't learned the lesson. I'm still trying to get you to get my... <laughs> She's like, listen to me. My point's good. No, it is. It is. I will say, I will agree. It is. You have persuaded me. It is a great point. And I do stand a little bit corrected in that. And I, I look, I, I'm not going to say, yeah, everybody's got bad intentions and none no, of them are I thinking 
about you. Yeah, so there might be an element of we want the best for you, but then we also want to feel good that our that we'll have grandkids or that our little girl is happy. Our, our niece is with someone because that's yeah. how I would feel better. Yes. So this is the other thing. Projecting your own shit yeah, onto people other people. Go, which yeah. is fair enough. You can yeah. only really understand what your – well, some people can only really see and understand as far as their own experiences go, and it's human. I get it. But what we do need to try and do often all the time is to extend that because unfortunately for us and for you living in your own world everybody lives differently so you know it's it's inter- you've got to try and learn to look at people as what works for them and what would make them happy and 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 channel that when you're having a conversation of asking how someone is not mm. judging how you think good looks mm. or healthy looks or happy looks because my, it's funny, Julie, my auntie, who's always joked about it, and she was a really big fan of my ex. So it always became a joke, and it was kind of nice for a couple of years where she was like, oops, chatting to him still, mm. because I liked that mm. he was liked. Like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something where I ever wanted to go where everybody was like, oh, thank fuck you got rid of him. Like, that's not going to make you feel better either. Um, but then it's turned the past six months a little bit more intense, and it was the first time a couple months ago where I actually got had a few wines and told another auntie about it and went, she was intense. It was the first thing she'd asked me and mm. she was like, and she actually said the words, well, what's wrong with you, girl? And I went, wow, you've stepped the line here. And I was more pissed because I had really big news to tell my family that night. We'd scored our show and I was like, how fucking dare you because you have no idea how good my life actually is. And if you bothered to ask me Mm. how I am, I would have told you all of this stuff. And even Mm. when I then got to that point in the conversation, I'm moving to Sydney and I'm so excited, my dream job, it wasn't registering. Like it, it wasn't there because that was not how it commutes to her. And again, She's the most gentle, loving soul. And you're mm. right, Chrissy. It's not a That's bad thing. That's what I mean. Thing. There was no bad. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm a person. I'm, I'm not going to call people on their shit. Fuck that. Like, the world doesn't work the way you just see it. And, and you've offended me. So, like, it's not okay to offend single people. It's not. So has there been elements of that, um, Julie, where, I don't know, there's been instances like Stace was just talking about, where you've kind of pushed back a little bit and gone, well, hang on, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, do you stick up for yourself? Yeah, do you, or do you, do you just do kind that of or you... go with it? Because can't be fucked. Oh, look, to be honest, a little from column A, a little from mm. column B. I yeah. think initially I was playing it safe because, um, you know, I was nursing a broken heart and I sort of mm. just wanted to get on with the conversation. Now I'm finding I'm getting a little bit stronger and I'm, mm. I am sort of putting people in their place because it is that question. Just ask how I am. Just ask how I'm going and let me tell you. Let yeah. me tell you what's going on in my life because I love my job. I've got a kick-ass housemate, a beautiful home, great friends, wonderful family. It doesn't all revolve around one element of my life. Mm. And it's, it's, yeah, it's sort of putting people in their place and saying, well, as a matter of fact, work is going great. Love what I'm doing. Yeah. Beautiful holiday coming up with friends, et cetera, et cetera. So I think sometimes you don't want to be is, seen as the, like, you don't want to get too defensive. Like, even when well, I talk about. me off yeah, in itself. Yeah, I know. You come across like the snappy single girl. Yeah. Why? But even like when I talk about um, marriage or my, you know, my sister the other day was like, do you reckon you, or I reckon I'll be married before you and you and um, your boyfriends ain't get married. And then I, you know, went on this kind of rant where I was like, well, hang on a fucking second, pulled her up on it. And then there's this whole thing where people go, ooh. So if 
you're the single feisty. So, yeah, oh feisty. Yeah. Oh, you've got a bit to say about that. Here's the um scorned you know, single person or the yeah. oh, you've got your issues with marriage because he doesn't want to pop the question. Like there's parts of you and that's why I was so interested, Julie, um, as to how you react or respond to, you know, those fucking annoying questions, you know, and when you say there's part of me that defends and part of me that just goes, Not even worth my time. Because oh, the thing is, when I was in a relationship for, you know, like I said, five years. Um, I was getting the same questions. When are you getting married? When are you settling down? I just don't and think it ever ends, does it? it where people it look at you and go, oh, defend, like, oh, I just don't get all defensive about it. When it's like, oh, no, we're not really ready to get married. bullshit. And it's also sexist because it's like, don't react to your life. Don't defend yourself. Do you know what I mean? Because then that that's an underlying sexism thing where you're like, ooh, feisty. It's mm. a that's a chick thing. You're not saying that to men that are sticking up for themselves. You're not going, ooh, sorry. Like mm. it's always with girls that mm. you cop that. Mm. And to quote Taylor Swift <laughs> at her concert, she was like stood there in the middle of her fucking big you know, bloody crate thing that took her around the stadium. She was like, <laughs> okay, everyone. She was like, it's, you know, I was taught when I was in school that the cool thing was to be sit back, relax, chilled. She was like, but I reckon the cool thing is to be loud, to be noisy, to be bot. Like, and she went through all these things and I was like, holy fuck. Mm. She is a, like, mm. she is amazing. Mm. But it's so true. We bark up the same tree for so many different parts of our life. It's like you go to defend yourself and somehow you end up being whingy or like yeah, that's defensive. Right. I've, been told, I've been told, you know, oh, you're cynical about marriage just because you've been through a breakup or, oh, you're a bit jaded because you've been through a breakup. No, I love weddings. Weddings are great fun. I'll go to a wedding tomorrow. I'll go to a wedding any day of the week. I just won't go to my own wedding right now. You know, yeah, and because what the fuck? Who's saying that? Like, what? What is? What is get actually, new friends, Julie. Get new friends. What is actually wrong with people, though? That like, it's su- that is such an offensive thing to say. Like, you may as well like it's just a verbal slap in the face. But I think that's the worst part that people don't see it that way. That people don't no. see how wrong it is, or people don't think you know how rude it is to actually react that way. I think that's the fucked up part. And I think a lot of the time, as you know, you were saying before, Christy, as well, that people don't mean bad. Like I think people just do things because they people. Everyone's uncomfortable mm. and they want to fill conversation. Mm. So a lot of the time, everyone's just saying shit they don't fucking mean. Mm. You know, sometimes people are saying it, and that at the same time, I'm also like. No, just hold yourself accountable mm. for what you're saying in mm. numpties. Mm. Like, have a think about it. Like, yeah. do, have you met me? I'm nothing like all these other things that you've got strung in your head of what mm. this person looks like. Like, we're people. Mm. Hello. Mm. You know, I'm here in front of you. It's <laughs> so listening. true. It's so true. Look, it doesn't end. It doesn't matter what stage of life you're in, whether you're single, married, having kids, not having kids. People are always asking where you're at. And I think it is possibly something to do with the fact that we're all a little bit awkward what are we going to talk to each other about? We bump into each other casually on the street and, you know, the first thing that pops into your head is how's the family or how's the wedding? It is. It's that gonna... awkward elevator conversation where you go, how so How are you? Oh, good. How's things? And then you go, oh, oh great. Yeah, busy. Seeing anyone? And it's always like the next question, you know, yeah. like – yeah, we can think actually, outside the box a little bit. I mean, I'm actually I'm actually quite lucky because I'm a person that will go and defend myself. People won't. I generally kind of set a tone. I guess people know where I stand mm. pretty much straight off the mark. And I'm also not a person that's going to make anyone feel better 
if they say the wrong, like I'm not concerned about mm. that. It's mm. like this is your <laughs> shit, this is my shit. Um, having so on the flip side of that, when somebody says to me, "Are you seeing someone?" I'm like, "Oh, thanks for asking." No, but uh, like it's just good to clarify <laughs> that I'm not completely like asexual, like, <laughs> because I feel like people. So it's probably I don't know if it's scared, but just I just have my and people know where I stand, yeah. and you know, and that doesn't dictate me, and it's it doesn't define me. So. I think people just understand that and that's because mm. I kind of project. I'm, yeah, you, you know, set I'm the confident. tone. You set the yeah. tone a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm lucky to have that. But but I think at the same time, yeah. if someone's asking me, I'm like, well, thanks for asking. <laughs> I was fucking this guy a couple of weeks ago, actually, which is quite good. It's like, just... Julie, maybe you should try that tact. Like if I, I don't know, some work colleagues are asking, just just, just be quite upfront about it. Well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. People very rarely ask me, questions like that like that are like They're like we are so, not going near that question ever again that was just well, a think, bit much I think the nice thing apart from yeah. this particular Rani is that they know they've got other things to talk to me about mm. and I and I'm proud of that I'm really proud of mm. that but it it takes work and you do need to back yourself a bit and you need to not I also am proud of the fact that I will I'm not ashamed to become across like the whingy bossy whatever anyone wants to call me and in essence I don't come across like that because I own it. Mm. That's the catch. Mm. Like we all shy away from being that girl. And then the when we shy away from it, we kind of then come end up that going way. that girl. Yeah. Whereas if you just own, you know, where you stand, mm. a lot of the time they're not going to be left with that that taste in their mouth. Does that mm. make sense? Mm. Um but yeah, it's an interesting one, and it is. Philip's gone off, and we've ignored him as usual. Yeah, and so it's gone. Like, way, way <laughs> well, like over. we've got to listen to Philip today. Like when he quacks, it's happening. We're moving well, on. But you no. know, he's quacked already a long yeah. time ago. Hey, yeah. Julie, Sorry. are you going to go on Tinder now? Oh, look, not right now. Not right now. You should not play with it, out. it. You should have a play. I think I don't think it's for everyone, and I don't think you you might not last very long on it. But at the same time, have a wine, have a friend over and just, I think it's important to have fun with being single Mm. while you're single. Mm. I think that's the way to look at it. Yeah. You don't have to see anyone or whatever. But I kind of went on and was, I hate it. I live vicariously through my single mates so that have Tinder. I'm like, can we do it? Like on a Friday night, we get it up on the iPad. Like that was when it was kind of new, maybe about a year ago. It's a fine line, isn't it? Because you don't want to become the novelty girl where it's like, you know. Well, this was a boy actually, and it was so. It was. I, I was just. Oh, that's way more. Yeah, fun. it was just intriguing. Where yeah. I was like reading the bylines. You know how you've got a certain amount of well, characters where you can see write what about the yourself. Other girls are doing because I wouldn't know. I never know what photos. to I put find up it there. way more intriguing looking at girls' profiles and guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I just cleaned mine out because I'm never on it. Like I went through a stage middle of this year where I was like, "Hey, I'm on it. Like mm. I'm having fun with it. Mm. I'm dating," mm. and that lasted not very long because I obviously met someone I liked and then. Even though I'm not a person that I, c- I can only see one person, <laughs> like I'm just so old school. With Dating that stuff. is a whole like, co- another I'm concept in with itself. Someone, yeah. It's very rare that yeah. I could be seeing or even talking to anyone else. It just doesn't work. And then, so when now I'm moving to Sydney, I was like, all right, I'm unmatching everyone, yeah. and I'm starting from scratch yeah. when I get there. Actually, get on the dating well, actually, scene. By the time you hear this, we'll be there, so I could be on you, it. Yeah. The, the dating city. scene. What, what is the scene, Christy? What do you mean? Like, what is a dating scene? The dating scene. I don't know. It's just what people say, isn't it? Yeah. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. I just uh, said it. <laughs> but the scene. I wonder. That's a funny thing to do on our show. Like, actually make the scene. 
the actual <laughs> dating it. scene. Yeah. What are you, do you, Snooki? If someone says, "Are you dating? Are you dating? Are you out of back out there? Are you on the scene? Like, what do you say? Yeah, have you been nah. on a date since your breakup? No, I haven't. I haven't actually. I'm a little bit um, safety Sally at the moment. A bit boring. But look, 2016, New Year. Snooki's slowly, Snooki's slowly approaching the scene. Like she's. Well, you can stand on the scene and not be in it. Yeah, you can watch the scene. Mm. She's taking baby steps, you know. She'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's good that you're doing it in your own time, though, too, P.S. Oh, yeah, a lot of people like come it. out of relationships and go, <gasps> what now? Yeah. Oh, I've just spent five years in a relationship. Why the hell would I want to get back into another one? It's a good Why place to be, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. it's good. And I often say this to friends that have just gone through breakups or bits and pieces. I'm like, map your life out to say what the average age I think for women to live now is like 90 or something. Oh, God, map really? Your li- yeah, map your life at 90 years, right? There's a very good chance. And say so you colour in all the years mm. red of when you're in a relationship and you colour all the years pink when you're not. The pink is going to be a lot less than the red. Like wow. you're going to be single for a lot less time than you're in a relationship. Yeah. Generalize, eight. Generalize, like. You Hang know, on, you're single view. for longer than you are together. Is that Shorter. what you mean? So the, you're oh, going to yeah, be in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yes. In the map of your life, yeah. a lot longer than you'll probably be single for. So yeah. why wouldn't you just enjoy the like the times that you are single? Exactly. Does that exactly. make sense? Life's short. Go on yeah, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah. You if sound you look like at a... the big life picture. Yeah, mate, I get it. With the colour coding, with the pink. You're oh, in I the pink. I shouldn't have brought the colours in. <laughs> really Julie's in the, the pink. Everybody, yeah, but I, but Julie, you sound pretty, you sound happy and you sound like you're just doing your own thing and taking your own time, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm so looking forward to the new year and a new start and um, I'm in a great place. I'm, I'm probably happier than I've been in a long time and yeah, I'm really excited about what the future holds. Who knows? It's so cool. Who bloody knows. 2016 is going to be big, isn't it? It's That's the well, it, we're in it because this episode will probably be aired in 2016. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that old chestnut. Um, <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Here I um, am bagging your colour coding and we're already in the, the year. What I, about an I, email we got the other day that said, all the best for 2014? <laughs> oh, I just fucking lost it. And that I was person like... that sent that is a fucking duffer. <laughs> We already think that they're a duffer. So the fact that we got that email was just oh, even funnier. He's two years behind. He's not even one year. And that anyway. is so ironic. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we don't need to get doing, you know. We don't want to end it on a neg note. Or with not information that people actually understand. Yeah, that's Impro- true. We don't want to end on a PJ, a private joke. <laughs> it's quite not inclusive. Okay, guys, let's wrap it up. Julie Snook, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, ladies, and all the best for 2016. It'll be a good yeah, year. Yeah, we're Yay. excited. We're very Woo-hoo. excited. Um, if you do want to listen to any of our other shows, head to iTunes or omniapp.com.au forward slash shows forward slash thinkergirl the podcast. Till next week. Bye. Bye. Coming up next week on Think A Girl, the podcast. Popular Instagram and website creator, theyoungmummy.com.au, Sophie Kachia joins us. I'm wrapped to talk to her. She's got an interesting take on the world and we can't wait for her to join us. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or thinkergirltv on Twitter.
You're looking for some more. Well, clearly they're sticking around <laughs> for something. Well, we've got, what have we got, Christy? What have we got to give them? Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the thinker girls. There's heaps of cool videos up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some live shows of this podcast. We've got, <laughs> what else have we got? Cool we've girl got, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just head there, youtube.com forward slash the thinker girls. Can we stop whispering now? Okay. That sounded really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 